Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. Amen. My dear fellow saints, Caitlin, a fourth grader at Wisconsin Lutheran School, uh, Kaiser, who is a preschooler at WLS, and Ava, their little sister, are all going to be baptized this morning. It took a little bit. Maybe it took a lot to get them to this point this morning, to the baptismal font. Their parents, Justin and Stacy, gave me permission to share their story with you. Stacy was baptized at Zion Lutheran Church in South Milwaukee. She and her family went to church there. She was confirmed at Zion. But she went to a public high school and then started going to non-denominational churches. She said that she was looking for something and didn't find it there. And now looking back, she admits that what she was looking for was selfish. And as a result, she lost her focus on God. Stacy and Justin then left the Christian churches and they became involved in paganism, even Satanism. And they found what they were looking for there, and it wasn't good. It was scary. It was demonic. Then they found the Church of Latter-day Saints, or better yet, the Church of Latter-day Saints found them knocking on their door. They liked the people there and liked it there, but they always felt that it wasn't quite right. And then several years ago, they bought a house across from our Racine campus, and Stacy wanted to enroll Caitlin at Wisconsin Lutheran School, but then she felt that she and Justin might be judged by the people in the church, and so she chickened out. But as part of God's overall plan, Justin and Stacy kept going to Camp Philip, our Wells camp up in Watoma, and their, their Wells friends encouraged them to come to the church, enroll the kids in the school, to give everyone a chance, and no one would judge them. Now, according to Stacy, they're back where they belong. Their children are in our school, and in a few moments, they're going to be standing at the baptismal font for God to make his vows of faithfulness to them. Justin and Stacy are over halfway through our adult confirmation classes. Lord willing, in a few weeks, they will be standing up here before the Lord's altar to make their vows of faithfulness to the Lord. Justin and Stacy were looking for something. They didn't find it on their own. God found them. They couldn't get what they wanted. God gave them what they needed. He gave them salvation. Today, God gives their children Caitlin, Kaiser, and Ava, the gift of salvation through water and the word. It is that salvation that St. John sees the multitude of saints from every tribe, nation, people, and language streaming into heaven shouting, salvation comes from our God who sits on his throne and from the Lamb. Justin and Stacy and their children had a difficult time getting to this day. That's called tribulation. And their tribulation is going to continue. We've all had a time of tribulation to get to this day. Our tribulation will continue. And that's because right now we belong to the church militant, the church at war, the church that is here on earth during a time of tribulation. We see, hear, and feel this tribulation in a larger macro level. Perhaps we see that we are on the verge of World War III. 
We see extreme violence in our major cities of our nation. There is sickness and disease, political, societal, and sexual unrest. There is hunger and thirst in our homes, especially if we have teenagers in our homes. They're never satisfied. But in reality, there's going to be hunger and thirst in our homes and in the homes around the world. We also see, hear, and feel this tribulation on a much smaller, micro, personal level. Perhaps for the children, it is the struggle of having mean words said about them on the bus. Or if they're a little older, perhaps it's mean words that are typed into social media apps. Perhaps if you're older still, it's the struggle to try and find a job or to be able to feed your family adequately in this really crummy economy. Perhaps it's the strain of spouse or parents who are deciding to break their marriage bonds. Perhaps it's the heart-rending pain of the death of a child. This tribulation is both caused by us and it is endured by us. It's caused by us because we are sinful people. It's endured by us because we live among sinful people and we are living in a sinful, broken, and pain-filled world. In his vision of heaven, St. John hears one of the elders say to him, These dressed in white robes, who are they and where do they come from? St. John wisely answers, Sir, you know. The elder answers him, These are the ones who are coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. With this vision, we are reminded that one day, hopefully soon, we will be among those who are the saints who are coming out of the great tribulation. We are no longer saints and sinners at the same time like we are right now. But at that time, we will meet, be made saints forever. We will be like the saints whom we remember today in our prayer of the church, who God has mercifully transferred during this past year from the church militant to the church triumphant. But right now, we are still in that time of great tribulation. We are on one side of eternity. The saints are on the other side. We labor. They rest. We fight. They are at peace. We wrestle. They walk. We hunger and thirst. They are forever nourished. We suffer as we carry our crosses. They are abiding in glory. Thorns and thistles afflict us. They endure no tears, for God has wiped them away forever. This is the reality on both sides of eternity. In November of 1940, the city of Coventry in England was bombed by the Nazis. The centuries-old cathedral in Coventry was also bombed. After the war was over, the members of the church decided to do something interesting. They would remove the rubble, and yet they would leave any walls standing that were still broken and cracked, but were still standing. They built their church next to those broken walls. But between their church and that broken wall, they installed a large wall of glass. On that glass were etched large figures, four feet wide by ten feet high of saints and angels in heaven. 
The idea is that when you're in the church, looking through that vision of those saints and angels etched in the glass, they are still seeing the rubble and pain of this world. They see that rubble through the promise of heaven. John's vision in Revelation chapter 7 gives us a vision kind of like the Coventry Cathedral that we are able to see the rubble and pain of this world through the vision of the saints and angels in heaven. We're all looking for something. We are not going to find it on our own. We all want for something and yet God finds us. God gives us not what we want but what we need and what we need is his salvation. Salvation that was given through to Israel and then through Israel and now is enjoyed for, by every nation, tribe, people, and language. It is a salvation that comes from God the Father through the Son by the work of the Holy Spirit and by God's grace. That salvation now belongs to you. This salvation comes through the blood of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who was sacrificed on the cross. The Lamb's blood, and only his blood, makes us clean. Jesus leaves his glories of heaven to come down and suffer this world's tribulation. There on the cross, he endured the hellish agonies of tribulation during his few hours on that cross. Why? so that we might have an eternity without burdens or tribulation or tears. He touched our filth so that we might be bathed in his glory. He suffered our death so that we might live in life eternal. He endured our hell so that he could throw open the gates of heaven. He cried out on the cross so that we might sing his praises forever. He became dirty with our sins and shed his divinely human blood so that we might be covered with that divinely human blood to cover over our sins. He appeared defeated on the cross, yet crying out, it is finished, so that we, on our deathbeds or on the last day, might be able to cry out in victory, it is finished. Your God, who suffered this world's tribulation, offers you a reprieve from the tribulation. The, what the saints are now enjoying in heaven is yours as a promise one day. That's yours. And yet, to get there, you remain in God's word. You repent and believe the gospel. You ask the Holy Spirit to help you to turn around. That's what it means to repent to put you on the path of blessing as Jesus talks about in the Beatitudes in our gospel lesson. God, lead, God calls us to lead a life that portrays the white robes that he gave us in our baptism. Instead of tainting that white baptismal gown with our sins, let us glorify God with our bodies, serving God and our neighbor with our love and good works. Let us be found where the saints of God are always to be found on this day. In God's house with his word, his water, and his supper. Because it is through that water, word, and supper that the Holy Spirit made us saints. And it is through that water, word, and supper that the Holy Spirit keeps us as his saints until the last day. 
through faith in Jesus as your sacrificial lamb and as your faithful shepherd, you will be among those saints who are streaming out of the great tribulation. Then you will be around the throne of the lamb who is also your shepherd. Because one day you will be in heaven. Live right now like you are strangers in this world and heaven is your home. Because of the Lamb's sacrifice to pay the price to get you into heaven. Live right now like you cherish that sacrifice with your worship, your words, your actions, your behaviors, your offerings. Because you will be with your shepherd for eternity. Live right now like you are a lamb or a sheep in the shepherd's flock. Because you will one day be rescued from this great tribulation Allow the Holy Spirit to use this great tribulation right now to build up in you a perseverance and a character and a hope. Because you will be made saints one day, wearing your white robes and holding your golden crowns on your head. Live like a saint right now by cherishing your white baptismal gown and treasuring your golden crown. Kaiser, who is in preschool, summarizes all of this very well. On Tuesday night, the family was gathered together for dinner, and they were talking about their baptism on this day, which also happens to be Stacy's birth date. And Kaiser asked, so my sins will be forgiven? And they said, yes. He replied, okay, so let's plan this. We go to church on Sunday, and then we can all just head to heaven. Everyone who is baptized, who is in church, they can celebrate with us. And we can celebrate your birthday in heaven with God. Stacy asked, why do you want to go to heaven? Kai's replied, well, I think that's silly. God is amazing. So let's go now. As baptized saints, we all agree with Kaiser. Amen.